just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcasts. I'm Justin, sitting here with Meals. Meals, it's it's an important weekend and just entertainment and pop culture this weekend. Is it? Please yeah. do T- tell me, <laughs> for me. You've got you've got Endgame dropping Endgame. on fr- Friday. That's that's Friday. You've got the playoffs, which are weekend. happening currently as we're speaking. You know, they got that going. Then you got Game of Thrones episode three, the biggest Game of Thrones episode ever on Sunday. Lots of things going on this weekend with pop culture. Except for it's not in the professional wrestling world. Nothing's really popping off. Maybe mm-hmm. WrestleMania is, you know. It's because, cool. yeah, like we're officially in the hangover stage of the pro wrestling uh, kind of fandom. Like uh, it, it's the off season, essentially. I wish it was an actual off season. Just to be completely one hundred with you, I wish it was an actual off season. I would, I would appreciate probably everyone that we talk about on this podcast a lot more if I didn't have to see them for like three months. <laughs> like, I, I would appreciate. I would be like, oh my god, Finn looks great. Like, where's Finn been? Like, you he know, got a glow. He got a new glow to him. It would have been. We would be appreciating Charlotte Andrade's relationship way more. I mean, I appreciate it now, but who knows what happened in like two months. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, we would appreciate the small little things if there was an actual offseason in professional wrestling or at least in the WWE. Maybe I would, maybe I would be open to New Japan or or all Hell the indie no. stuff that I don't watch. Um, <laughs> a, a cap just flew through your window. Okay. It's, a, it's a New York Knit cap. <laughs> well, and it just hit your it just it just it's on your head now. Take it off. Oh, my God. Okay. Take right. the cap off. That's right. cap. You're not, you're not watching on New Japan. Bro. I mean, if I didn't have anything else to watch, maybe I would. I probably wouldn't, but maybe I would. You know, people I, that work, pe- people that work in New Japan aren't watching New Japan. <laughs> Ooh, spicy. Yes. But let, let, let's let's get into the. Um, since we're in the Hangover period, let's get into this. Uh, wait, wait, wait. First of all, before before uh, before we get into all the things. I, I, I low key I want to promote all the shows before the end because yeah yeah we had a lot of, we had a lot of in the next couple of days and weeks uh, yeah, yeah more importantly we have a new show on the A Show RNC uh, channel shout out to my man Kalo 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 yeah Kalo I'm a very my pronunciations as well but Kalo <laughs> man can I just a, a major appreciation for that show you know it's called the call up um, yes. It is specifically oriented towards NXT and NXT UK. So for those folks who miss it during the week or those folks who aren't able to catch up or those folks who just want to listen to someone's perspective on it, because we will maybe give it like 
10 minutes every three weeks or something. Yeah. <laughs> now you have an actually dedicated show that'll cover all these stuff and you kind of get to listen to all the new talents. You get to listen to what we can expect from people who are going to come up to the main roster eventually. You get to expect what's going on on re- really the third brand now. It's just, yeah. it really is. Like, I mean, tonight's NXT was, it was spectacular once more. And I'm sure that when, you know, when Kahlo talks about it, we'll, I'll, I'll enjoy it a lot more. So I want to give a shout out to him. Make sure everyone stay tuned. Stay as always. Um, I guess there'll be more details on when you can expect the show, but make sure to just follow RNC Radio Live. It's going to air. It's going to air every Friday on this channel. So, okay. All right. You know, it's going to let you go into the, the weekend with, with NXT, uh, NXT UK, all of this stuff. Since they all air on Wednesday anyway, give you the A show on Thursdays, the call up on Friday, go into your weekend with a lot more wrestling content. Um, hey, I mean, this show came together just, you know, from him just, you know, reaching out and saying he wanted to do it. And we're completely open to that, you know. So if you guys want to have a show on the A Show RNC network, just let us freaking know. Like, I, I think that, you know, and if you have a good open. idea for a show, don't just be, you know, saying, like, listen, we're gonna, it's 32 episodes on doing the clown, or, you know, <laughs> or some very niche sort of thing nwo the monday night wars thing i mean we'll, we'll clear all the shows but yes if you're interested in the show and if you're interested in bringing content and if you love that sort of thing feel free listen we don't dance in all the videos we don't do all the other extra stuff that all the wow. other you know wrestling podcasters may do yeah um no, we don't do all that come come, people, come to rnc baby come to rnc we give people the opportunity to shine and that's real right there for real for real and we also have another show uh, that we <laughs> it's yet to be recorded yet. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure we're gonna do it in the next couple of days. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I've I've been ready. So I just um, have listen. I'm like Becky too. I'm not, no, 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 I'm no, no. Justin, you don't have to. You don't I'm have Justin to. You don't have podcast. to explain it. You don't have to explain it. You don't have to explain it. I'm just saying. I'm ready. I'm I'm, I'm ready. I'm willing. I'm able, and I will be. On the next episode of Spot Callers, this will be about Joey Janela's Spring Break 2. You can yeah. expect that coming up within the next week or so. So make sure you stay tuned to that on the A Show RNC channel. Before uh, May. It will be out before May. It'll be out before May. So that's at least a, that's legitimately one week from now. So it will be out within the next week. So make sure you stay tuned to that. I also want to give a shout out to all the other shows on the RNC network. RSPN, which is doing its playoff edition shows right now. The playoffs are heating up. It's been Dame time and now it looks like to be Rockets time. So it's going to be a very interesting show on Friday um, that's hosted by Mark and Jeff. So make sure you listen to that. And we also have The Perfect Play is going to be taking a break this week. But we will have a playlist. They're taking a break because I, I guess the entire state of Virginia is shut down for something in the water. Yes, absolutely. Yes, um, that's the truth. <laughs> it's literally the truth. <laughs> um, it's a holiday. So it's legitimately a holiday. Shout out to Pharrell. We will have a playlist coming. So for those of you who go into something in the water, at least want to feel the vibes of what something in the water may be like we will have a playlist coming of everyone who's featured on the set list um that will be coming out literally right after this podcast so make sure you stay tuned to that on the rnc radio live network um, uh, and we also have late fees which aired uh or came out last friday uh all about the mcu and you know just in case you need a prep for in game which i did see last night uh that's that's Big your flex. that's your perfect yeah I, I i can't i had to see it like I, how did I, the three I, hours sit to you how did the three hours fly by was it a th- rough three hours I, I think it's too long um i'll talk we, we will have a special late fees 
uh, episode of Endgame. So stay tuned well, for that. Well, yeah, that there you be, go. That will be on Monday um, of next week. So spoiler, all spoilers will be talked about on that episode. Listen, there you go. That's content that's well worth having. And, you know, shout out to you guys for going through all the MCU universe. I listened to that podcast. It was fantastic. So I want to give a shout out to you guys. I also want to give a shout out to my co-host, Jeff, on the lookout. We dropped a new episode, just a bonus episode today, talking about, you know, the manga and what you can expect from the new anime coming up this summer. So make sure you check that out and yeah rnc doing big things well we have the cable box as well with pat uh, that came out we have too many damn sh- i mean be doing the damn thing right now um <laughs> once again you know if you have uh, any ideas if you have any concepts if you have any things that you just want to do and you have you know you're willing to you know <laughs> purchase your Talk own material about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then feel free to j- just pitch it to us and you know we may hear it we may we, we may you may get a show either on the a show rnc network or you know anywhere else let's we're open to talk about it but i think we should be open to talk about what's going on this week in the world professional wrestling as well because that's what you guys came here to listen to to be honest with you not as rambling absolutely let's get into no holds bar with a sasha banks watch it was announced earlier this week that they're currently at a stalemate, and that is Sasha Banks and the WWE are currently at a stalemate uh, as to where she will be going next and if she will be coming back to the show. Um, it's, it's been week three. Um, no Sasha Banks, not even any like vacation shots. It seems as though she's pretty much... Uh, this is playing out to me, honestly. Does she have like, an agent yet? I mean, that's kind I, of I the, the big... That's the big... Uh, that's the big step when when I see the people, you know, when you start getting an agent and you start, you know, at least negotiating on behalf of that. I know that's when that's when things are looking dire. If she don't yeah. have an agent yet, I don't believe her. She'd be back. I don't know. Um, I mean, the 30 days isn't up. I will say that much. I mean, we, we all heard that Vince was going to give her, you know, a certain amount of days to figure it out. What a great um, reprieve. Yeah. Just imagine saying, I want to quit. And your boss saying, ah, oh, no, I'm not thinking about no, it. No, just take 30 days. Paid 30 days, by the way. You know, just right on your brain. Just think about it. I mean, I'm you're not getting paid from events, but you're getting paid handsomely anyway. I mean, yeah. it's not your banks. So um, this is playing out to me like the punk thing. And I think that it's. Uh, I wouldn't call it so well. Maybe in a sense, yes, but I I, I wouldn't say so. Even, you know what? Even the tweets that she put out, she's been radio silent. Well, her husband's been uh, defending her on the tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be shout to him. If people come after your wife, why not defend them? You know, defend your wife, defend your honor, defend what you you, you married. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yes, Sasha Banks, watch. We'll be back next week, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, we'll see what happens next week. We'll next week. There, there's no, not much on that uh, on that uh, front, but we know who is not married this week. Uh, and Andrade are not married. I, that's news, I guess, for a lot Charlotte of people. Charlotte and Andrade. I mean, hashtag messy meals section right here. Oh, no, no, no. They're they're not married. They just. I just think Charlotte's very sprung. I think Andrade is very sprung. I think they're in very much deep in love with one another and you can clearly see it from the instagram feed which looks ridiculous but yes i mean andrade is but hey andrade is getting in let me just tell you that that's why she looked like that right now well hey i know that look i know that look you know the look okay i know the look when she she glowing a little different the swag's a little different the swag's a little hey hey you better back up you better back up i mean she looking at everybody i mean you know they're the, the power couple. They're the number one in the power rankings, baby. You feel me? 
It's, it's, it's different. Seth and Becky? Uh, I don't know. That's a, Well, all right. So that's a real power couple. But, you know, they like to keep it low and prosper. You know, keep it low and build. That's what they did. And he, look where they are now. Whereas um, <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte and Andrade are, <laughs> Charlotte and Andrade are just like, yo, we are here. We are alive. Hey man, if, if I get to, you know, get it, get it bracken. With Ric Flair's daughter, bro. I don't care about where I'm at in the car. Oh, he's in the family that. now. He's yeah. in the family. He's part exactly. of the family. He got the Roly gang on. Yeah. All that. He could wear the Hall of Fame rings. Come on, Flair baby. had to check him. Flair checked him with his Roly. He's like, yo, look, let me see how your piece looking compared to mine. All right, well, you know, just don't, ha- just don't get caught slipping. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure that's <laughs> what he told him. I'm sure. I'm 100% sure. Uh, I had to check him real quick, but you know, it is what it is. So essentially the, the, this whole news is that Charlotte and Andrade, there was a rumor that, you know, they were possibly engaged because of a ring she wore in a picture from their, their trip to, I believe it was the Puerto Rico. And then uh, TMZ debunked it. Charlotte went on Twitter and debunked it herself. It's As someone who was already, I think engaged and or married. I forget. She was definitely married to what's his face from yeah. TNA, right? Um, yeah, um, I'm sure she's she's just trying to have fun out here. She's not really trying to, you know. Also, also she's the cougar in this situation. Like she's the she's the older one in this situation. Like she she's, know what to do. She know the game. She's 33, man. Yeah, she know the game. Draw they like 22 or some shit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Think so? Oh my god, let's take a look. <laughs> He's 29. He's 29. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, he really out here. You Turn up. Turn up. He out here. All right. Uh, enough about that. Enough about that. Next up on No Holds Bar, Tama Tonga and Enzo Amore, a.k.a. Real One, are beefing for real, for real on the internet. Yeah. They're wrestling, beefing. Is this a work to you or a shoot? Is this a work or a shoot to you? No, I think this is a shoot. I think legitimately. Well, all right. So I just heard of this t- a couple hours ago so let me not actually say whether i think it's a work or a shoot um actually might be a shoot i mean yeah it might be a shoot i feel like they generally don't mess with each like i if i were tamatanga i would not mess with enzo but i just don't mess with enzo normally just in factual actually in real life yeah um he is kind of annoying i see tamatanga called him a cancer do not want him in the locker room um as we see, Enzo and Kaz XL is what he's being referred to as. <laughs> what a what a Pizza Hut Pizone ass <laughs> man! <laughs> Yo, what a, man came about DiGiorno. Oh <laughs> my god, what a name! <laughs> oh my god, what a Pizza Hut Pizone ass name, bro! Like, get out of here with that fucking Kaz, name, Kaz XL. Well, listen, they haven't been booked on ROH since their little, you know. The little work shoot altercation. Since they were paid to do it. Let's talk about it. Yes, they were. Um, <laughs> but they haven't been booked since. They're not on the shows. They're not in any storylines. They're not really doing anything. So it's kind of like, and then Enzo's like, yo, bro, I don't even need the money, bro. Like, you know, nah, nah, nah. and Tamatanga's, you know, he's wilding. I it's mean, like I mean, literally the two most annoying and ignorant people in the game going against each other so it's like they cancel each other out they've literally like become one they're tamzo i mean i'm would you would you like them to see would you like to see them shoot the fair one 
I should I shoot the fair one for sure. Not in, not in a ring like in a fight like a fight. No, 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 not fight. in a not not in a, not in a ring at all. Um, but but yeah, fight. definitely shoot the fair one. Yeah. I mean, Tematog is Samoan. I, I don't even see why Enzo is entertaining this. The Samoans uh, run deep. Uh, cocaine. That's why he's. Oh well. Cocaine. Oof, okay. Uh, yes. enough of, yeah, that's that's happening. Uh, also, the, and more is actually this is more messy meals, messy messy punk, messy Brooks uh, news. CM Punk showed up at an indie show uh, last weekend, uh, so he seems to be uh, still having a little bit of fun with it. He showed up at his, to help out his homeboy, Ace Steel, who's, who's still in the game. Uh, that was like a huge thing over the weekend, last weekend, and then you know a lot of people found out or were pulling out pictures saying that you know Punk's done this before, which is I thought he has done cool. this before. Yeah, yeah, he has definitely done this before. <laughs> I remember that specifically. I was like, this isn't the first time he's done this. Showed up as a masked wrestler and interfered in a match and just kind of left um, without being known. But yes, I mean, something he's done before. Yeah, but deeper than that, uh, later on last weekend just maybe like two days later uh ron funches who uh we me, you me and mills are pretty much familiar with from joe janela's spring break uh <laughs> too that's because we are fully we're fully am, familiar with him i have bars for that in the next couple of days but uh he was basically saying um uh you know i would love to do a podcast i'd love to have cm punk on it cm punk responded uh promise not to sue me for being a good friend in parentheses, then sign a legally binding agreement that you're not a greedy, steaming pile of ungrateful snake shit and not consider it. I mean, they're not friends anymore. What, what can I say? They're not friends anymore. Business got in the way of their friendship. How strong was their friendship? Not enough in the legal you know, courts to sort of sustain that. Um, Cole Cabana still thinks that CM Punk probably owes him money because he said he was going to pay some of his court case. And then CM Punk said, nah, I'm actually not paying it. I don't know where you got that from. And now they're no longer friends anymore because they kind of screwed up on a podcast. But would I be down to listen to CM Punk on a podcast in 2019? I wouldn't know what he would have to say post the WWE I don't want to hear it. Yeah, it would, be, it would be interesting to hear his perspective on things that have happened in the WWE. But as far as things that have happened in his life, it's very few and far between. It's really a lot of him probably just eating crow about the two UFC, two embarrassing UFC losses. Can we talk about like we had a we had an episode about him in January? Yes, a full um, episode. Shout out to I, that guy, Greg and Ernest Wilkins. And I know that we said, you know, this is this is it. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. But um, <laughs> I'm like, has there ever been like a fall? Like, I think it's solidified now. Like, has there ever been a fall off this massive? Like, people talked about Punk like he was about to be legit top five. So he's, he's not yeah. mentioned at all in that anymore. Oh, <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> but do I think... His fall, his fall off was pretty incredible in terms of just like not being able to cross over like most other WWE stars either do. Um, yeah, he's probably the biggest one to not cross over successfully in terms of what he's done. I mean, we've seen in the past of Brock Lesnar trying football and then kind of failing, but then he got back to UFC and then became who he is now. Um, CM Punk. I feel I feel like has realized now he may not be good at anything but professional wrestling. <laughs> this motherfucker um, is doing. Can you can you uppercut people from the ground? For yeah. <laughs> so he may not be any. He may not be good at anything else but wrestling. I'm just saying. He is um, a step away from Mario Lopez. 
What, what, he should have he he entered the podcast game. I mean, I'm not oh, saying we want competition, but I mean, if the Bellas are doing it, they, and I haven't heard a single episode of the Bellas since we talked about that last Bellas thing. <laughs> I haven't heard it on the news cycle, anything like no Bellas. Um, but if the Bellas can do it, CM Punk can, I mean, he'd become a podcaster. I mean, he might be a little like five years too late on the wrestler podcast game, but I think people would listen, right? Uh, I'm sure that of course he'd get listeners because there are he does have rabbit fans, but I don't think he has rabbit fans to the point where like there are people who are like kicking down the door who want to hear anything more about this. Like I feel like he, he wouldn't want to talk about wrestling, which is what would screw up most of his wrestling fans. Yeah, like, I mean like indie rock bands and like you know, cartoon artists and like even his last like comment about like Kofi Jenny, Kingston, Jenny and, uh, <laughs> even his like comments about like Kofi's title win were like seeped in bitterness it's like it should have happened 10 years ago and i'm like when you were on when you were just coming up and you were on top like what do you mean <laughs> he came right on time my guy yeah like, yeah it, it came right at the right time that it, you know for kofi yes like if but, it was anyone else i mean i mean mark henry but then that time had been champion too but whatever <laughs> whatever it uh, is what it is let's let you ready to go to AEW watch i think this is going to be one of our most enjoyable AEW watches Hashtag AEW watch. We it's need back. A, yeah, we, it's, we, we need a thing for it. Um, but yes, AEW watch. Talk about it. I, I'm I'm sure you just have a ton of fun with this news. Talk about it. So um, <laughs> so about a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was reported from a pretty refutable source who is in no way, you know, involved with anything wrestling. This is someone who, who does this. It, it's, you know, it's, it was from Tony, Tony Maglio of the Hollywood trade uh, website, the rap who reported that AEW was in talks with Turner sports. So everyone was happy about that. Uh, and then in another, interview, maybe another interview, uh, someone else asked him about, you know, just, just what are some details about it? And he was just like, you know, it was closer. It was a close, you know, it was close, but nothing w- was uh, was settled and st- or set in stone yet. They asked about the format. He was like, you know, it's going to be weekly. You know, everything's, you know, it's going to be what you think it's going to be. And then he said, you know, what's the difference between the, the television deals? And he said that it's not going to be anywhere near what WWE is getting. And they'll probably be buying their TV time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's just not good business, right? It's got to be the opposite of whatever good business is. Hey, right? get, your, get your hand on my pocket, man. man. <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't. All right, so here's the thing, though. How you sign a 360 deal? As a, on, as a I know, right? To a network. TV. Well, listen, they need a TV is big. TV, but yes. Paying for it. No, it's, it's the opposite of whatever. And to be fair, to be fair. Is. To be fair, TNA did do this when they first uh, started on on you know when they started doing their weekly shows, but that's what got them the spike deal. But the reason why we're laughing, obviously, is because of lofty uh, expectations and the, Listen, the everyone's the getting six figure deals. Yeah, 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 all the shit talk. Tony like, Khan, where the shit talk at? Where's all this? You know, where's this and that? Like, oh no, yeah, no, not not going on now, huh? Paying for that, paying for that, you know, the the share revenue deal is what's going on there. It's a, you know, I'm still wondering how all of this is going to come together. I'm looking at, I'm trying to see 
their list of personnel currently. The corporate staff, all right? Tony Khan, uh, chief executive officer. Who else do we got here? Who's <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what what business what I don't know what business deals they're gonna make, man. Well, here's the thing, uh, Dave Meltzer, of course, uh, jack off making a jack off motion, disputed these claims, and then Voices of Wrestling once again jack off motion also said that there were sources within AEW that said that these types of deals are not on the table. But as we all know. The validity and the the really the integrity of these two sources are like super super low in my opinion. I don't trust either of these guys. Uh, it would be weird if you were paying for your own television network in two thousand nineteen, but it, it wouldn't be, especially considering like everyone doesn't even watch TV like that anymore. You respect Mills. You respect that. Do I respect? Man. Well, all right. So as a man, that's a different story. As a person <laughs> who looks at it from a business standpoint no i don't but because but then they're new they're also new so it's kind of okay i get it but no that would that would the fact that this news leaked itself is just utterly embarrassing hilarity and the, and the people knew about this weeks ago also i would be if i was signed to that roster i'm like yo we getting paid right like <laughs> yo. I mean, yeah uh, that's the whole thing they got money bro Though is the whole argument for AEW is is we got money, bro. They got money, bro. Well, they got a roster right now. They've got a couple people on this roster. They got a black uh, tag team. Congrats. They, black tag team. A couple black people on here. We got um let's see. We have a we have a new person who pretty much it's AEW, of course, he's going to be there. Um Dustin Rhodes. Oh yeah. Formerly Gold Dust. Yeah. Has retired the has retired the paint. And now we'll be facing Cody, I believe, at Double or Nothing. Yes, Cody. Uh, that's the it's the match that uh, it should have people, been at Mania. People are saying this is a this is a money match. This is the money match. Huh? I don't know if this is the money match, but it's certainly a match. It's bro. Everything that they do is is grand, and everything WWE does is not grand. It's not good at all. I wouldn't say this is a money match, but I'd definitely say it's like a match that has like built in. Or it's it's something that we haven't been like overseen already and then it's also could be kind of cool but he old bro dustin is old yeah but he still can go he's not bad he's not bad he's better than uh, he's better than a couple people who are you know aged you know what i'm saying like he's not bad but it's just like yes first of all i love gold dust i don't know about dustin (laughs) dustin Rhodes, but yeah we'll see a lot of headlocks a lot of headlocks going on in that match. I feel like it'll be a lot of pageantry. Both of these guys are very, like, you know, because of their father. Um, both are very charismatic. Both will sort of bring that to the match because Cody doesn't have much else to bring to the match. Cody already sucks. So, like, this is this is going to be interesting. We'll see. But speaking of sucks, StarCast 2. Did hey, you hear man. the news? <laughs> Yeah, that's it's more it's more laughs, uh, more laughs on Starcast. You feel me? So go ahead, go ahead, you do it. So a couple weeks ago, we talked we talked some big shit about uh, the Undertaker in particular being on the card for for Starcast, so to speak. And uh, Kurt Angle, right after, literally right after Mania, like literally right after he lost, <laughs> he got a like, yo <laughs> the bag, right? <laughs> totally. So literally yesterday. They both got removed from Starcast. 
Kurt Angle, The Undertaker will no longer be pairing at StarCast 2, and neither will Kurt Angle. Per when usual, I, I'm, I'm reading off of Sports Illustrated right now. Okay. Uh, shout out to Sports um, Illustrated. Shout out to Justin Barrasso. Per usual in pro, pro wrestling, the card is subject to change, and this time it is due to the Bergenin War between All Elite Wrestling and WWE, with the first battle centered around StarCast. Um, Undertaker was officially booked and a deposit was made before the announcement. Um, the response was overwhelmingly positive, except at the WWE offices in Stanford, Connecticut. Um, he says pretty much, you know, Conrad Thompson, the announcement went wide and viral. I was told it had gotten WWE attention in and Vince McMahon texted Undertaker about the appearance. Taker's representation, which is a company called Get Engage, called to tell me WWE says he cannot do it. Turn up. Turn up. I mean, well, how long does it take to get to Vince uh, uh, to ra- to their radar? Two because seconds. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm quite sure that they they know everything that's going on. Um, Conrad said, "I suggested Vince McMahon, Hunter, and or Stephanie, and I said I would donate 100 percent of the proceeds to Connor's Cure and match the donation personally, which would turn a negative into positive." Um, he said Thompson was informed that McMahon would not allow any main roster replacements. Um, he tried for Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels also could not do it because, <laughs> duh. Why would you even try for Shawn Michaels <laughs> to work for NXT? Like, that's just silly. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, they... T- you know, you know my own. Here's my. Here's here's. Are, are you finished? I, I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna. I only got one comment on this. Um, let's see. I'm gonna play by the rules. I felt like I already have either. Well, the point is, Kurt Angle and Undertaker will not be there. Um, they will not be there. Um, so don't expect them. Should should have booked the A show. Hey, Karma, right? You feel me? Karma. It's big Karma. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> Should have booked the A show. Tell them that. Run, this, this, tell that. Everybody listening, run, tell that. Should have booked the A show. Should have booked the A show. Should have, could have booked a whole bunch of other things, man. I do. All I know is. You could have paid me $500 in a hot pocket. I would have showed up and just started telling jokes. Well, keep the hot pocket. I'll take the 500 But we. <laughs> Both we, of them. Pay me and Mills. $500. <laughs> well, yeah, separately. But. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, one, one 500, another 500. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the bar ain't low yet for your boy. Um, but I'll yes. a little turnout. Listen, I mean, we could have got a little turnout. Who knows? I'll, all I know is StarCast, I guess it's cool. I saw, you know, I saw Wally Mania firsthand, and that shit was amazing. I mean, that's so, probably better than StarCast. And it, the experience was awesome. They had main roster superstars. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Tough. Um, ooh. They had they had everyone you wanted to see. And then everyone also had a good time partying with these people. There's no red tape. There's no, you know, things around them. And it's like, yo, you could meet the guys, talk to the guys, take pictures with the guys. These are WWE superstars, champions, personalities, all these other things, all these other people and people from outside of WWE too. Listen. They had a whole thing going on, and all they could all we asked for was representation, and they couldn't even do that. So you know what? Here's to you. <laughs> Maybe Undertaker will show up with Bad Bunny at Wally Mania next year, and we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, that'll. I mean, them them, them dudes at uh, uh, Starcast don't even know what a Bad Bunny is. <laughs> oh, we're gonna play that last show for Puerto Rico. 
listen. Let's talk about it. But yes, sucks to be sucks. You know, sucks to suck. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that's all. That's, that's no holds barred for this week. Pretty pretty that busy. No holds barred. Yeah. Make, make sure you once again make sure you check out the call up. Um, what's up, Carlo? On our, you know, on the AA show RNC feed, if you want to hear some NXT stuff, so make sure you listen to that. Um, and yeah, let's get into the news for this week, man. The rest of the shows for this week. Yes, uh, let's start off with Raw <clears throat> this week. Uh, and actually, before we start with, with Raw, did you see the Shield's last ride? I did not watch it. I did. Um, it was very by the books. Okay. It was very by the books. Actually, it was pretty much everything. If you watch whatever WWE literally the night before um, put up this like clip of the Dean Ambrose. It's like a Dean Ambrose going away tour. They've been doing this in several cities leading up to the show. Right. So if you've seen the clip, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, it was a great moment. Um, I, I They had two opening matches to it. I believe it was Finn Balor and Elias and then also the Ride Squad versus Bailey and Ember Moon. Um just an interesting event. Not anything I would go out my way to see, to be honest with you. But it's um, content. It's content. Yeah, yeah, it's content for the network. These are some things that you know people are like, oh, if we had live events, would you pay ten dollars more for WWE Network? Not really, but it's kind of cool. Um, uh, also, before we, before uh, the shows hit this week, they had another reshuffling of the roster. Uh, you had Alistair Black, Andrade, and Zelina move back, or actually Andrade and Zelina moved back to SmackDown. Alistair moved to SmackDown as well, and Cesaro, and of course, more Joe moved to Raw. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious why these things happen. Um, they moved Andrade obviously to be on the same show as Charlotte because they don't break up couples and because it's like some weird equation and because Zelina is married to Aleister Black he had to go to Smackdown too yo check out the power of Charlotte right now check out Charlotte right now Charlotte was like yo give me my man back think think about that roster think about the way that she had to shift the whole roster and then and then I I bet he went to Corano she went to Corano she was just like yo I need my man back she's like y'all are dating he was like yes check the Graham, you know that we're dating. I need Andrade back on SmackDown Tuesday. Now, now, now. It was like, well, we can't just not move Zelina. Move Zelina. Well, Zelina has to be with Alistair. Then move Alistair. I need <laughs> Andrade back now. Have you seen it? Like, why would you try to break? I mean, I'm sure she was like, you know what? Maybe, you know, AEW is calling. Maybe I'll. Oh, she didn't pull that. Maybe I'll take a trip over there. <laughs> and maybe Andrade that. will join me and we'll see how you guys enjoy your life without Charlotte. Andra- Andrade, Andrade literally said, you green. That's <laughs> fuck. <laughs> We're saying that. Yo, I'm sure Andrade is like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sure he was lit on Raw anyway. And he was like, oh, I'm back on SmackDown now. Okay. Whatever. I get it. Yeah. No, listen, listen, no explanation for any of this, by the way. None. Like, they don't even mention why, why Alistair's there. They just, at hey. All. hey. I mean, it worked. You know what? I'm, I'm not mad at it. Get it out the way. Um, if you need to do things to f- sort of fix the rosters, even after the sort of the, you know, the shuffle, if, if things look a little sketchy, things look a little different, things don't necessarily match up, I'm okay with it being like, you know, let's get this person over there. Let's get this person over there. I think they could have done it. If they still had GMs, they could have done a nice little trade thing. Yeah. Um, but we ain't got those. So, you know what? WWE's not insulting our intelligence. He was like, yo, we're just moving these guys over. And yeah, I, just I don't accept think, it. I don't think a bigger explanation needed to happen. I think it's not. And, and no one was mad about it. And who would be mad about it, to be honest with you? It's like the last name getting cut. Like, no one cares. Yeah, really. <laughs> seriously. 
Uh, Raw, the real Pulse-Mania show. As I said before, we're in the hangover period where it's like they actually have to start building these rosters. Um, I love to say what I said last year. Let's let's wait till six weeks to see really who won. I don't like to say a certain show won or you know another show won. Uh, I think somebody was in our Twitter comments. Uh, somebody responded like, "Why does it have to be which show won?" And I was just like, "I don't even think last week we even said any show won. We just rated." The, I the feel show. like we said we might have said like which show came out better, um, and we we're just like, you know what? I like the moves to Raw. I mean, now that it's a little bit different, I may like the moves to SmackDown a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, it's 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 cool. You know what? It's cool. We're on the road now to sort of Money in the Bank 2019. Um, four weeks. They got four weeks of TV to try and fill. I'm 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 shook because <laughs> you know crazy. they don't do well. they do not do well with this. <laughs> well, that's crazy because yeah, it's it's just crazy. We spent two weeks setting up the roster, and now we're just you know now we're on the way to Money in the Bank. But let's see. Yeah, let's talk about these shows, man. Uh, Seth Rollins at the top uh, gets new. He got new challengers uh, for his for the universal title, and of course, we got a a one challenger that that you know overcame all of it at the end. Uh, there were two triple threat matches: one between Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Rey Mysterio, and one with the Miz, Drew uh, Drew McIntyre, and Baron Corbin. Uh, listen, both of these triple threats were bangers. I was concerned about the Miz one, and that one ended up being really fucking good. All of these, you know what? I'm a fan of triple threat matches. I know the superstars themselves aren't a fan because there's so many moving parts to it, but I'm a fan of triple threat matches. And I'll say that both of these guys, both of these, you know, there are two very distinct, different triple threat matches, which is what I appreciated. You kind of had the one where it was like, here are the guys who've been around for a while, been around in the game, and Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles kind of really putting on and really putting in a, putting in a tremendous effort during this match. I think all three guys really just showed up and showed out. Um, and it, it made you think like, yo, this Miz, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin match, all these guys that have been like, you know, through the WWE system, all these type of things. And they also have a bang over match. These are three guys who are also very capable in the ring. Um, and what was your favorite, what was your favorite uh, triple threat? Ooh. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with the AJ Styles and Mojo. Yeah. You know, yeah. Ray Mysterio one. And I that's no, one. yeah, that's no, that's no slight to the other triple threat match, but I just, you know, it, 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 it was what it was. I felt, I felt the true, you know, intensity in that match um but the other triple threat match was good too i'd recommend both you guys i mean i'd recommend everybody just kind of going back to both of them yeah two really good tv matches uh and so essentially the winner of both of these triple threat matches would face each other at the end of the show in the main event um so aj styles won the first one of course in a, in a spectacular match and baron corbin won in in very uh very sleazy fashion if you will uh but the, it managed to make uh drew mcintyre still look kind of strong uh, in losing because he wasn't actually pinned. The Miz was pinned after a Claymore kick. Uh, Listen, but it, face Miz gets pinned all the time. I'm just letting people know by now. Yeah, that's that's just what's going to happen. Um, so we had AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin, which I thought was, I mean, AJ AJ tried his best, I, I think, in that match. <laughs> you had a match. All right, so here's the thing. We shake up the rosters. We shake them up. We shake them up really, really good. And then you headline the Raw, the first Raw after the shakeup, with AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin. I'm not sure what they'd seen Baron Corbin, but Baron Corbin ain't ever been it, in my opinion. 
like not even close. Ain't ever, bro. Ain't ever been. They, they in terms of closing a show, like the fastest way for me to tune out is like, okay, Baron Corbin is now booked in twice in this show, and I'm gonna keep it hundred. I'm gonna keep it hundred. I did not watch the main event live. I watched it on YouTube. I, I didn't missed. watch it. Yeah, why? Why would you? It's Baron Corbin versus AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, couldn't do it. Um, but it ended up with a match that we didn't think we were gonna get really this soon but it did end up with AJ Styles I felt like we were gonna get you know what I, I felt it in my hearts of hearts after last week that we we're gonna get the AJ Styles Seth Rollins thing because I feel like after the shakeup, they kind of need a big match and I really don't think they were gonna exp- I really don't think they wanted to go four weeks with trying to tell the story of Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins yeah and when nobody believe it <laughs> yeah and because no one would care yeah. um but the AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins match, which is now happening at Money in Bank, is for the Universal Championship. Um, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good match. Honestly, um, I know a lot of people are very. Listen, we know AJ's banged up. I, I think that's obvious. I think you just look at the way he moves now. It's not as crisp as it was when he came to the company in 2016, or when he was, you know, on the Indies in uh, New Japan and stuff like that in 2015. I think Seth again. It's very underrated. Like, do you get the Seth hate? Like, I don't understand it. There's Honestly. Seth hate. There's a lot of Seth hate, at least probably in the circles that I that I see on my timeline. Like, really? I think, no. I think Seth is at least top five in the company, in, in like, if not on his show. Right. I, I think. think um, I think he's really great. I, I think that, of course, he does. It does seem like he was hotter a year ago. I will say yeah. that. Yeah. I think that they they waited too long to pull the trigger on him as far yeah, as I think it was it was very tepid in terms of just like I think a lot of it was due to Brock Lesnar not being there and the injury and all this other stuff like that. So it's kind of like building it back up. But you're not gonna get the same Seth Seth Rollins is now at the top. You're not gonna get no longer the chase, the intensity, the hunger that you get from before. Now it's gonna be a little bit different. Um mm-hmm. I'm more interested in sort of how they tell the story of this feud because I think the match itself is going to be a good... It's not going to be a bad match by any means. Now, we hope so. We've seen AJ Styles have bad matches against people we thought that wouldn't have bad matches against. Yeah, he's had stinkers with people that he should... Like, the Kevin Owens thing still perplexes me to this day. The Kevin like, Owens thing, a couple of those Samoa Joe matches, like, yeah. more than half of the Nakamura matches. Like, he's a, he, he hasn't been hitting it on all cylinders, and I feel like these are opponents that he's kind of, like, picking as well. I'm not saying that he has any sort of you know, stroke to do that. But I feel like he definitely does have an influence being, you know, a top superstar and being the guy and being a great worker. And I love him. I, I think it's, I think we were all scared about AJ's like height, his size, you know, the mm-hmm. style of wrestling. Like it's obvious this company is all in on AJ styles. Like 100%. Regardless I mean, of where he is. So I think I'm, I'm more interested in sort of the story of how they're telling this match. And these two guys who have never faced off once against, you know, against each other both of them are faces both of them um are very capable of being someone who can carry the brand um i'm interested in sort of that story i do think hot take i do think one of them at the buy money in the bank one of them will no longer be a face gotta be aj turning here I feel like AJ is going to turn. Yeah, AJ as a heel works on Raw, where AJ as a face works on SmackDown. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think AJ as the top heel on Raw works for me <laughs> because it doesn't. 
I think sort of the heel alignment side of Raw needs a bigger shakeup, and I think AJ Styles can certainly bring that. Um, it certainly then it prolongs a few, then it does a whole bunch of other different things. It gives a couple more new opponents for him to face because a lot of people who he faced before end up coming to Raw. Um, so you know what? I don't want to give away too many things too soon, but that's that's kind of where I think it's going, and it will certainly prolong the feud, but. I mean, but you know, you it's, ex- it's the AJ Styles feud, so you already know this is going five months. Are you excited? Yeah, are you excited for the match itself? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I really, 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 really think it's going to be great. I think AJ is going to AJ is going to really put on his 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 A game here. You know, I, I think it's like it doesn't happen often, but I, I do think that AJ is still capable of pulling out the four and a half five star matches that we saw him do against with, you know, with John Cena. And I think Seth Rollins, he willed Nakamura to a match that I thought was really good at last November at survivor series. So I think mm. it's possible. All right. Let's, let's, let's see where it goes. Next up. Oh boy. Becky, Becky, Becky Mills. Can we do, can we have this conversation about Becky or do you want to like wait to have this specific conversation about Becky's in ring? I'm ready to wait because I don't see what we're judging it against. It's Alicia fucking Fox to me. <laughs> well, I don't think a lot of that matches on Alicia. I'm gonna keep it a hundo. Alicia has not been in the ring for a number of months. You know what? Because she's not been on WWE television. She hasn't been featured in any house shows. She hasn't been featured on any pay per views. Well, I'm hasn't. gonna use this match and I'm gonna use that WrestleMania main event. I'm definitely using that as, as conversation fodder. The, the match, that match to me was not gonna live up to the hype. Like it, it was never going to live up to the hype, and especially the way it kind of ended and the 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 everything that going on in that match, it was never going to live up to the hype. I don't think these sort of matches can be a barometer of what you know Becky can necessarily is what she's capable of, or she's not pulling off things in the ring. I think she's fine. Um, you're not going to get the best match. I'll, I'll be honest. How many people have had really amazing matches against Alicia Fox? Well, I think, well, well, number one, here's my thing. Alicia Fox, as you said, shouldn't have been in the ring. I think that there are a lot of women on that roster that could have done it. It could have been Sarah Logan. You know, it could have been anybody on on the roster that is at least competent enough to get a head scissors right. Mm. But, um, you know, they had a bad match. Um, I think that it went on too long. I don't like them still having Becky take offense, like especially from Alicia Fox. I don't. I didn't like that idea. Well, so Alicia Fox is a veteran, though. I'm not gonna say like, yo, she's like thing, but it's like she's a veteran. So I see why they would give her offense, and I think it's more so respect by that because she's she's the longest tenured female wrestler in the WWE somehow. But like, <laughs> damn that, she's the Brooklyn Brawler to me, or the female. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she kind of roughly is, to be honest with you. She's she's Alicia Fox is she's she's capable, but she's never been someone who's like really delivered. But she's someone that people don't mind working with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but the really the match was an end to kind of mean because it really just led up to the way it ended, which was Lacey Evans showing up and handing her the woman's right. Yeah, why does it take Becky two women's rights to actually like be knocked out? Because it's not a real finish. <laughs> it's not a good one. Like it's uh, it's a so, hokey finisher. So that was the, the the match with Lacey Evans and Becky for Money in the Bank was announced. It, it announced and it is the first of two matches that Becky will have. Uh, and I guess when we get to SmackDown, we'll, we'll kind of have our thoughts on the second match that she's going to have. Uh, but really interesting whether they're they're going to book Becky on this match. I think they're really in Money in the Bank. The, the big through line and the big storyline will be will be hers uh, yet again from this type of booking. Yeah. Uh, next up, 
Sami Zayn's pipe bomb. I just had to put that on there because he they gave him five minutes to go out there and cut a promo. And by God, Sami Zayn is I think top three on the mic this year so far. Once again, always I've said this before, but Sami Zayn is one of the greatest thespians in the WWE, and the man it takes something and even has just shown Instagram pictures and makes it make sense and adds depth and weight to it and why he feels this way about the WWE universe and why he's going to act the way he is. I think this is all setting up if they, if they do this right, because to me in the past, they've never truly showed faith in Sami Zayn as someone who could really be a contender, someone who could go to distance, someone who wins actual matches when it counts. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do this right, I think they're in the making of one of the biggest heels in the company right now because Sami Zayn really knows how to push the buttons of the fans. And it isn't just cheap heat. It's kind of demoralized. It's not demoral. It's also demoralizing and making them feel like terrible people, which is what he did all through his promo. It, it, it was all great. Right. The part where he says after he took a picture on the mountain, he dropped to his knees in tears. I lost it. <laughs> I fucking lost it. Listen, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn 316 says go to hell. That's all right. I got to say. Uh, now, this Raw wasn't perfect. I didn't think it was a bad show. but uh, there I were thought two- it was a very Raw by the numbers show after it was all said and done. It, it got very, it was the rawsiest of Raws. I, there were two things on the show that pissed me off. Um. One of them was Ricochet losing in such that in an anticlimactic way to, and this actually made me cut the show off. Um, losing wow. about to, to Robert Roode, it was I was like, what are they? What what they always do this? And they did this with Punk, I think, a long time ago. I hate to you know just you know just to bring up I hate to bring up Punk again, but they did this to him with a Hardcore Holly, where they had Punk go on this undefeated streak on ECW. Then out of nowhere, he lost to Hardcore Holly. And it was like, okay, sure, I get it. They they have to lose. You know, we we don't like undefeated streaks on the show anyway. So it's just like we we get it. But he's already lost hella fucking tag team title matches. You know, mm-hmm. they, they've already lost so much, and it's like they're his first match on Raw proper. He loses to, or his first singles match, he loses to to Robert Roode, who again, no one has. Like, why are we getting over Bobby Roode? Like, it's. He's he's just a hand to me at this point. Like it's Robert Roode's time, man. You see this mustache? It's like, glorious. What is this feel? Like, it's like it's like you put Ricochet in this stupid fucking feel, like, and it was so it was so hilarious because like <laughs> earlier in the day I said Ricochet will be fine on Raw, and then they do this, and they have, he has like the worst fucking match you could have at Ricochet, like the most boring fucking match you could have at Ricochet, where he's in a headlock for like ten minutes. I, I you know what? I'm not. I get what they're doing. Again, I what are agree they doing? With you. I, no, like, I agree. With, they're they're. It's tempting to make Bobby Robert Roode, sorry, um, sort of really stamp something on Robert Roode. This is a new guy. This is someone that you should sort of look out for. This is someone who previously on the roster really had, you know, when he moved to Raw, kind of just had really nothing going on and kind of didn't fit in the scene. Whereas it's someone now who could be used, especially a guy against Ricochet. I think this will be this will be used to put over Ricochet eventually. But yeah, he lost this match. Unfortunately, I, I think it sucks. But I feel like this is building up to like Ricochet's like first true program. You know what I'm saying on the main roster. I hope so. I I really hope they have something for him. I really do because I, in in him, not only him, but uh, Cedric Alexander. I very con- very confused and concerned about the positioning here of having 
him and Cesaro, who it's their first week on this show, uh, and having them have a match against each other and having it, not even just it didn't have to be Cedric Alexander because he did lose this match, but neither of them should be losing. Right. That's my that's my thing. Like neither of them should be losing. Why the fuck isn't Ricochet getting a a victory over fucking Baron Corbin? <laughs> why like why isn't it why isn't th- those types of things happening or why isn't Cedric Alexander being made to like giving a, a a chance to have to showcase what he's done on on 205 live it's like a lot of the match with Cesaro was literally Cesaro just literally shutting him down and, yeah. not, and he didn't get off any of his cool spots because he's facing someone that's not going to be able you know that's not going to be able to show all off all of his strengths and I'm concerned about Cedric Alexander's positioning I, I think that he's looking like to me he's going to be a lucha house party level jobber on the show well, you know what? Here's the thing. Let's let's wait. Let's wait the six weeks. Let's see how it goes. Let's see where the trajectory of this goes because I don't think that uh, it's completely over with it. But I do think similar to how they've done last week, where they kind of wanted to put over the shakeups. They kind of want to put over this new environment on Raw, and I think that Cesaro coming in, getting a win, which he doesn't get very often, and he's coming back to sort of his singles sort of world um and also bobby rude robert rude doing that as well now do i think it needed to be i mean you know against those guys yes it's they probably could have if they wanted to sort of do this they probably could have done against anyone else but these guys are guys to have on raw like why not do why not do how about this i'll I'll posit this why not do ricochet cedric alexander and cesaro robert rude and a tag team no, just the matches. Why, why, why not switch those, swap those, and, and have two matches where these two guys can show their strengths, and those two, and, and Cesaro can show his strength, and even if Cesaro did lose, it was to someone who's already established on the show. Well, it's face versus face and heel versus heel. I think they're just trying to reestablish these people, reestablish sort of the landscape. It's kind of like after we're shaking things up, now we're kind of just like setting everything up and making sure everything's sort of calibrated. Um there's a mid card scene now that they're kind of rebuilding um, with and Robert. Ricochet, Ricochet is firmly in it. Ricochet's in it. I mean, he's not. I don't think he's going to be a guy who loses all the time. Um, I just think on in this instance, yes, he did lose. But I think he's a highlight of Raw. Cedric Alexander. Once again, I'm not sure of. I was. I'm, I'm never sure of it. But um, we'll see I, how I don't it goes. see. I don't see an Ali like trajectory for him. Not on Raw, probably not, because Raw is a different. It's just a different animal than, than Friday Night SmackDown. Friday Night SmackDown, I feel like a lot more opportunities can be given, especially with the people who are on the show. With Raw, it's a little bit of a different energy. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll we, we'll see. We'll see is what I can say. Uh, one last thing on Raw. Um, Bray Wyatt, the Firefly Funhouse. The repackage. How do you feel about it? How do you feel about it? I'm intrigued. Um, it's I, something that is very old school. Hink, hink, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. In terms of who has you know, Bruce created this character. Um, it's very old school. It's very different. I can see him getting into it. Um, I can see this going on for a very long time as well. Mm-hmm. Um. I wonder what they're building up to because the the problem with Bray Wyatt, I don't think this completely solves the problem with Bray Wyatt. No, I, I don't think, either. I I'm I won't get burned again. I'll tell you that much. 
Yeah, I, I don't think this completely solves the problem. I think this gives him a fresh new outlook. But when we put, you know, Bray Wyatt back in the ring and we're going through the sort of motions with that again, I don't know if this solves the same same problem that we've had, which is that he's not, he's not, while his character seems larger than life, the person who's bringing it isn't as dynamic as one would like to see him. And that's kind of always been his issue over the last pretty much close to a decade now is that everyone gets kind of burnt out on Bray Wyatt. Like he had, he did the thing. He does the thing. He has these matches. None of the matches are necessarily great. He's really had only one really great match in WWE since he showed up. Um, Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah. Against Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of it. So, We'll see. I mean, we'll see. It's very interesting. I'm, I, 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 I felt, dig it. I felt nothing. I, I felt. I literally felt nothing about. Uh, I about dig that. it. I dig it. It's different. I dig it. Um, did, did you hear the the fake news about um, from Brad Shepard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the shareholders may not be happy with this thing because yeah, it which, feels yeah, like, which is why they showed it on SmackDown too. <laughs> <laughs> because the the news, how it was reported, was that it kind of um, hints at like this cult like behavior that their children they don't want their children to be affected by or join some sort of cult. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I, cap, <laughs> put the cap on him. He's never said anything correct. He he might have gotten like one thing right ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean that's Raw. Raw also featured um, Naomi beating Billy Kay. I mean, sorry, was it Billy Kay? It or was Pain? Billy. It was Billy Kay. Naomi beating Billy Kay. Yeah, and happened. also um, the revival and the Usos finally coming face to face. I can't wait for that, boy. I can't wait for that. Oh man, do you think it's gonna headline the kickoff show or the actual show? Or wow, okay, all right, I'm done. Uh, also, no Bobby, no Bobby Roode. I mean, not Bobby. Uh, no Bobby Lashley and, and no Leo Bobby Lashley. Whew. that is oh. weird, huh? Yeah, very, very weird. In I terms think... of universal championship matches were going down, and mm-hmm. they weren't featured. Uh, I mean, I don't know why you don't you're not putting him with Cedric or somebody, you know. Huh? I think that'd be cool, or a Ricochet. That'd be cool. Huh? Okay. But then, the, then you fall into the same, you know. Well, I mean, Bobby tossing Ricochet around it would be pretty cool. That's They're cool. about to be a tag team again. I know it. Oh <laughs> They're about my to be god! Tag All right, I can't. I can't. Uh, um, let's, let's move on to SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown Live. Yet another post. Uh, uh, I was okay with this. I, it was okay. SmackDown seemed really quick this week. That's yeah, it. it seemed very, very quick. Uh, very, very quick. Um. Kofi's first feud is revealed um, during Kofi's match with Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, which ended in a DQ, which is like, once again, Mills, like, they do not beat Nakamura ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It's weird. <laughs> no just, one beats him. <laughs> just let him pin him. Just Jesus Christ, he's right there. He doesn't like, even doing anything. Like, is it in his contract that no one can beat him except AJ Styles? I think he's some, one of the writers has enough, <laughs> some affection. I, as soon as the DQ happened, I was like, why are we protecting Nakamura? Why are we protecting Nakamura? Right? <laughs> totally, right? 100%. It's weird. Uh, but I think that goes into what we're going to talk about in a second. But, uh, of course, the, the impossible happened. Or, I guess, not impossible. Kevin Owens finally played his hand and he turned on the New Day and Kofi. Uh, beat the shit out of two guys by himself. <laughs> they invited him to the cookout and this is what happens. This is what happens this when what you... Happens. <laughs> When you invite him to the cookout, Gary so, Owen, know? Gary Owen, 
Listen, <laughs> this is what happened. Justin Timberlake, Justin the list Timberlake. goes on and on. You invite him to the cookout. This is what happens. They will always. Sean King. <laughs> they will always let you down. And this was no different. So. I, I, pump, I pumped my fist so hard, I almost gave myself Tommy John's. When yeah, oh, came my here. God. When he came in the super kick. So here's a question I asked for you. Do you think this was always in the plan? No. I mm. think that I think Brian not being there directly affected this. I I I'm honest. I'm not worried about Brian, but I don't think he's going to be back for a while. Do you think they wanted? Because I feel like the sort of the face run of Kevin Owens. I liked uh, it. I liked it. I felt like it could have been given a lot more legs, which it um, which it wasn't because of it being in the momentous show, shadow of Kofi Mania. But I think post that, I love that. I love that one right there. <laughs> but I mean, it was what it was. Um, but I think it could have been given a lot more legs. I like seeing the stunner. I think we could have had a couple more matches um, out of it and a lot more things going. It was on. just too obvious when he joined the New Day. I think I yeah. was like they could have waited a couple a couple weeks. I, that's that's my main thing with this. I feel like yo, we could have waited. We could have literally, they could have literally maybe pulled like Kofi versus Nakamura at like Money in the Bank. Yeah, and then that's when he does the turn. That yeah, after that, that match, cool. that would have been cool. After the match, I feel like this happened way too soon. I felt like it was way too quick. Um, I'm sure for Kevin Owens in his eyes, it won't be quick for Kevin Owens. It's like, since the day I stepped back, this guy and you guys and all these other stuff, like, I'm sure I got to fight for my family, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure that's going to be the reason why. But I feel like they could have dragged us out a little bit more. I feel like we didn't even get, like, we weren't even led astray. Like, oh, man, maybe he'll turn. Oh, no, damn. Uh." Like, we were just Um, whatever. I think my biggest issue isn't with Kevin Owens' heel turn. Um, I mean, I think we were uneasy as soon as he came back. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. we were all saying it was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It was, it's a foregone conclusion. I would have liked to see Sammy as a heel on one show and KO as a face on another. I think that's a cool dynamic in case they mm-hmm. ever... Like, like a Survivor Series, they meet, you know? Right. Like, I thought that would have been cool. But um, I, I, I'm more... Again, I, I love the word positioning. I'm more concerned with Kofi's positioning. And, you know, I gave it time. I gave it time, but I mean, literally two weeks later, he was still throwing pancakes and, you know, I mean, it, it, was like, it was, the, it was the jolly, it was a like, gee golly, I'm glad I'm here type thing that I'm I just mean, like, that's the gimmick. That's the gimmick. What do you want? There's not, there isn't the Daniel Bryan like, meals, meals. Let me, let me, let me. Okay. Let me, go ahead. Let me talk. Let me talk, bro. And I think that they completely made Kofi look like a complete idiot during this whole ordeal with, with Kevin Owens. I, I think that like, you know, trusting him in the first place, knowing who he is, you've been on the show with this guy for two years nearly, and you know who he is and you're still trusting him for no reason. And then he be- basically beat up your whole squad by himself. I think it makes Kofi look fucking idiotic. And again, I, I, I still, I, I really do question a lot of what they're doing. It's the same. Again, it's, it's falling into the same issues that I had with him winning the belt in the first place. It's like, what's next? And it's like, if this is next, I don't know. (laughs) Like it, it, Kevin Owens rarely, if ever, you know, rarely, if ever doesn't win these types of feuds. I feel like every time, 
I'm, every time this happens, I mean, I wouldn't say any Kofi looks any you know stupider than Sami Zayn or Chris Jericho or anybody else who trusted Kevin Owens, and you know he's turned on them. I think this was always going to happen, and this was always just kind of going to be the result. There was never going to be like some amicable split where they are like, oh, now we're in direct competition with one another. It was always going to be someone's going to turn on, someone's going to catch someone slipping and then turn on them. That's kind of what it is. Um, in terms of just how Kofi Kingston's thus far, yeah, he's still throwing pancakes. That's the gimmick. That's how they make his money, man. Like, that's, that's kind of what he's done. I think the road to WrestleMania and him becoming a lot more serious about this and a lot more um, steadfast and a lot more forward about the things that he wanted and fighting back and all this other stuff, I think that was because of the story. But we're, we're, we're reeling back from it. The intensity isn't as high anymore. I don't think this is a... Uh, I don't know if this is, can be called sort of a major feud. I don't feel like this is sort of a. I feel like this is sort of like let's see what Kofi Kingston can do. Really, this is their like, let's see how he does his champion type of deal. Like what they did with Eddie Guerrero and JBL, or like what they did with you know, Chris Benoit and the people he kind of faced after Triple H and things like that. Like I think this is. Let's see what he can do. Let's see if he can bring anything. And if it's not working, we're going to take the championship off of him. And I'm I'm not mad at it. The moment we already got, and I think the moment, once again, I said this before Mania, I think the moment superseded. It's going to supersede and has superseded and will always be remembered. Um, the rain may not be what we expect it to be. Yeah, thank you. But... <laughs> We had this, we had this, and I'm saying like, if he loses it in a month, that's I'm where we. Start, I'm that's not where mad. We start, that's where we started fast lane. If he did it fast lane, you know? I'm not mad. I'm not mad if he loses in a month because we kind of got the moment now. Um, I do think. I do think. Hopefully, what I'm hoping for at least is that post the. Ch- I just hope it, it it brings Kofi Kingston to another level. I just think it's just in general, just him being a former WWE champion or a WWE champion or anything like that. I hope it takes him to the next level. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. And I think that's what WWE is hoping for as well. well. He's currently like the top face on the show. So like, I don't, well, other than well, the other guy we're going to, we're going to talk about, but it's like the attention I can already see shifting very quickly on that, on that. Yeah, when Roman's ready, you know. Well, yeah, I think they're keeping them very far apart. Like, yeah, you could even <laughs> see like Roman Reigns at the top of the show and Kofi Kingston's at the end of the show. They're, exactly. They don't even want any like. I don't Overlap. even want to cool down. I don't want anything. Like we're doing this right there and there. And then also, I could see, I could see Kevin Owens and Elias versus Roman Reigns and Kofi Kingston, and I could True. also see that. Um, and and them sort of lending that star power to Kofi Kingston in this match. So. We'll see how they goes from here. Do you want to talk about the Roman Reigns and Elias thing? Um, we gotta get to Becky thing. I think that's that's more important right now. Okay. Uh, we're getting Becky and Charlotte again. <laughs> we're getting Becky and Charlotte again. I will say the way they set up this match, I'm not mad at it. We got a we got a very good Bailey versus Charlotte match. Oh, very- and, and before we we get off the Kofi and Nakamura thing, I think Kofi and Nakamura had a very good match. I thought the match was really good. I think Nakamura is actually kind of like, is he inspired? Like he's been doing some crazy shit lately. No, nah, he might just be rested or something. He might. <laughs> this is true. All the all the surfing. But I my issue with the way that this was set up, and of course this was set up with uh, Becky and Charlotte having a face to face. That's what it was prefaced as, and a lot of people were already groaning and moaning about it, uh, as they should. 
And Becky came out and said, hey, I want to, uh, you know, Charlotte, you can't just come in the show and demand a title shot. You lost. And that led to uh, Charlotte. Charlotte saying, I didn't lose. I wasn't pinned. And she, that led <laughs> she to Charlotte. Win. So there you go. <laughs> that led to Charlotte and Bailey having like a 10, 10 to 15 minute match, um, which was really good. But the gutsiest performance I've seen of Bailey in years since well, her last Charlotte match, to be honest with well, you. She don't got to carry nobody no more. Shit. Um. Why did why did have Becky look stupid here? I I I know this isn't done. I know this this situation isn't finished. I I don't think this writes back Bailey off whatsoever. Um, but why they why they have her do this? Why what they have this? What, Becky what, what, look dumb? How so? Bailey, why they have Bailey? Oh, like, sorry, sorry. Why Bailey looked dumb? Um, yeah, like, it just I mean it's, because it's, you can afford to have Bailey look dumb and <laughs> like Bailey's a you you could have put Ember here. Yeah, I, they could have put anybody here, but I think in terms of people who have a um, history, yeah, history, and you're gonna get a great match out of it, and you're gonna have people invested because you've seen this uh, before, and it does have the history. Oh no, um, Ember Moon. No, no, the Ember Moon thing I could have seen happen, uh, but I think they have. I think they have. Though, here's the thing: I think they have plans for Ember Moon, but they're still not sure when they're ever pulling the trigger. It's like, okay, let, let's heat up Ember Moon in six months, and then it's like, ah, oh, but then, damn, this this Bailey program is really slapping right now. Like, oh man, let's do that. Like, I feel like Ember Moon is always on the back burner, um, but I do feel like they have plans for it because they haven't really pulled the trigger on anything big, and I think the possibility is there. Either that or she's gonna be put in a tag team with Liv Morgan or something. I don't know. I, I don't I don't I don't like the you know, it again, it's it's a match that's happening. I think they have perfect chemistry together. Becky and I Charlotte. Like the match. It was it felt fresh to me. It felt fresh to me. Um Becky and Charlotte in terms of it happening again, I called it. I feel like I, I called it before Mania. Um and I called even the double match thing because I felt like you have this champion now who's not a who's who's not an undisputed champion, who's merely a champion that's oh, holding two belts. Yeah. And you you promoted her as the gutsiest, toughest, the man SOB thing. And it's like, okay, now it's time to put your money where your mouth is. Now you have to defend both championships against both eager, hungry competitors. You have Lacey Evans, who is a hungry newcomer. It's kind of a very, you know, stark, you know, a stark difference from where Charlotte is and where Lacey Evans is. Lacey Evans is new. She's hungry. Yes, they're both tall and blonde and athletic, but she's hungry. She wants to knock off the man and she's going to have to try it. Where Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair doesn't have a good record against Becky Lynch in, in recent months. She has not pinned Becky Lynch in recent months. Over, um, over, over six months. Over Really since... It, it, it since before SummerSlam, where this all kind of began and was all conjured up. Actually, was, she didn't. She didn't even pin her in the SummerSlam match. Shit. No, she didn't pin her in the SummerSlam match. She hasn't pinned her at all. Becky Lynch has come out on top on multiple occasions. So it's now to me, this is the finale. If this could be a hell in a cell, I would go for it, but it's not going to be. Um, but this looks like the f- sort of final encounter. This is kind of like okay, let's wrap this thing up. Um, I felt like this was always the plan after Ronda because these two were going to be the two people left and you still have a big sort of post mania program to sort of draw attention after that. Um, I feel like this is sort of where the book kind of ends. Well, yeah. is it? I, I Here's my thing. I don't know because 
there's so many ways I can go because here. of the double match thing. It that kind of the gimmick of that the two matches things kind of takes over um, the idea of this being like the final match. There's so there's so many there are so many ways that this could this could end. Um, obviously, I think the best way for this to go would be for Becky to have the. I mean, okay, there's the women's money in the bank happening. So yes. would, you'd have the ideally have the women's money in the bank. If, you, or, if the money in the bank winner is any genius at all, <laughs> yeah, they'll wait till the set till the second one. I, I would you have Becky close the show? I, I don't know, but I'd either have the Becky match on. Yeah, first I would have Becky close the show. I'd have the Becky. I'd have the Becky Lacey match go on first because I think the I think the the gimmick is that Becky should be trying to finish either of these matches fast. Yes. So that she can have another match. So I'd have the Becky Lacey match go like 10 minutes. Then I'd have the women's money in the bank. Then the rest of the dudes. Then I'd have the the uh, Becky Charlotte match close the show because obviously that's like the big marquee match here. Mm-hmm. And I'd have the money in the bank winner. If it's Bailey that wins the money in the bank, I don't think Becky would or Bailey would steal it from Becky. I think she'd make it a triple threat match. Yeah, she would do something stupid like that. So yes. that would, so if so if if Becky did have a long match against Lacey, she would be able to be like rested and, and knocked out on the on the outside or something like that. Yeah, because I I mean I'm interested to see where they kind of go for the women's money in the bank winner. Um, there's a lot of options out there. Um, Who do you think is going to be in it? Whew. It depends how many people they want in it. They're, so they're <laughs> planning on announcing the Raw side. I believe they plan on announcing the Raw side next Monday on Raw during Alexa Bliss's segment. Yeah. I feel like Alexa Bliss will be in it just because why not? Yeah. Um, if this is any opportunity to announce Sasha Banks, this is it. I don't think she's going to be in it. Okay. Well, if not, um, Raw side is looking kind of whack. But... <laughs> Um, but you know where the fuck is Nikki Cross at bro that's a good question that's a good question I don't know I don't know Um, so that's happening and then we have uh, Roman Reigns (laughs) once again against the McMahons Uh, it was announced on Tuesday that it's going to be Roman Reigns and Elias at Money in the Bank Again, I, I think it's super, super clear, like, what's going on here. I, I don't think Roman's ready for, like, a, a full, like, you know, crazy schedule yet. I think an Elias thing is, like, you know, the best thing for him. It's not going to be, like, a super, like, engaging match. But I think I think it's going to play the hits. And it's going to be kind of like the Drew McIntyre match. Yeah, I think, you know what, um, Elias, they're, they're both new to SmackDown. They both came from Raw. They're both having this match. I like the little foil of having the McMahons involved in it and Elias becoming kind of like a pawn or like, you know, the McMahons always need a guy. And yeah. if you're going to put anyone behind, if you, if anyone kind of needs it, to me it's Elias, who's kind of been doing the same thing for a long time and kind of needs a new wrinkle to his character for people to hate him. He's like, oh man, he's a corporate guy. He's kind of sold out now. He's a, yeah. he's a, it, to sort of add a little bit of something new to the sort of character and kind of how it's been because him just playing the guitar. I don't think it's going to happen too many times on SmackDown, to be honest with you, with the amount of time that they got. They got time for all that guitar playing and but now Elias. Yeah, they don't yeah, have time yeah. for all of that. Um, that's why he was playing on top of a car last week. <laughs> but... <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Roman Reigns versus Elias. It was legitimately like the first match announced for Money in the Bank, which was weird as hell. <laughs> it was like 
Roman Reigns versus Elias for Money in the Bank. It's like, this is what we're... Okay. Cool. I mean, you know, once again, it, it's it's giving me raw rerun vibes. I kind of like, it gives me itchy. It makes me itch. But at the end, at the same time... It's called the Rawsiest Raw Match yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely something that's gonna go down. I don't see it. Ha- I don't see it being a very long match, but I I think Elias is entertaining, and I think Shane McMahon using Elias as his proxy is fucking great. And I think heel Shane McMahon is is he's won me over. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some last things before uh, we stop on SmackDown. Andrade and Finn had another match, really good match. I think their chemistry is off the charts. It's a great. It's 100%. If this was leading towards, I mean, the really 50 50 booking as well. Yeah. But Um, I would would think that I'd love to see them go back and forth with the IC title. Let them do that. Also, put them in Money in the Bank, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're definitely going to be in Money in the Bank. I I think, I think Finn's, this will be his third or fourth one. Yeah. And uh, this will be Andrade's first. So that's going to be really cool. And uh, we did see uh, Aleister Black. We did see Aleister Black. Um, what did, did you think of the promo? Very, very heelish. Mm. Very, very bad guyish. Mm. Yes, I mean, well, I wouldn't say very bad guyish, but very. We, we don't know where his allegiance lies currently. The I, fact, I, like, the mere fact that they've done this is kind of like, huh? He kind of took all Mojo Rawley's tees, by the way, too. Fuck was, him. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that it's cool. I, I think that you make Alistair Black. I, I think one thing that was kind of getting me about, even though it was cool to see my main roster, was that like that that entrance is like a, a moment. And I think if they SmackDown gives him a chance to be to have Mystique again, yeah. where you know the the show isn't three hours long, um, he he's able to have very focused feuds where he doesn't have to be intertwined with anybody else. And you know they can keep like honestly they can keep him off of TV for a second while these while these other storylines congeal, um, and he could they can kind of figure out where to slot him at like i'm cool with that and it's, especially if it's gonna you know be leading up to him coming back and having a new character in a in a, in a new format because i already like this better than a lot of the stuff he was doing in nxt and i think he cuts a really good promo too i think it, it adds to the persona of him and kind of gives it um before he just kind of seemed like a guy with tattoos who was doing cool stuff and stuff like that now it kind of adds a layer to him of just like who is this guy yeah. And kind of sets the context for like promos that may become or just the character or his motivations, a lot of different things. I think everyone should sort of pay attention to these promos because they will be very important. But what do you think his uh his first feud will be? Kofi Kingston, huh? <laughs> fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> you would love that. Come on. Don't say fuck out of here. You would love that. You would no, love every second of that. Um, Ali? I, don't know. I, I think Ali. Ali would be cool. It would be cool. You know... If if I you know what I don't know I don't know there's there's so much various talent on SmackDown I don't know it could be anybody um, I I say Ali or Finn Balor okay okay uh, uh, can I talk about my my new favorite thing from um from both of these shows what's that <laughs> the Iconics <laughs> everything about the Iconics except that's on the show <laughs> yeah, the, oh, the the post the post show stuff not the post show shenanigans man. What what are they leading to with them losing every 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 week? They're just <laughs> lovable losers. I feel like you know what I don't gain or I don't nothing is transferred or created or destroyed from them winning or losing. It just exists, <laughs> <laughs> and they're just champions who haven't have it all figured out right now. 
But that's okay because they're really funny. They're like really funny. Like they send me to Chuckle Town. Like they're very funny. I think, I think Billy popping Peyton every single uh, every single time they do a backstage interview is spectacular. I think she's she's trying to make her corpse every time. Go watch the post SmackDown thing where the interview comes up to them is like, why are you losing? <laughs> you lost on Monday, now you've lost on Tuesday. Um, what doesn't make? And she's like, you know what? I think my bladder was just full of too much water. So they <laughs> go into the bathroom and they're like, you can't come in here. This is a girl's bathroom. And literally come out like four seconds later and it's like, yeah, we're finished. <laughs> <laughs> they're funny. They are classic. They're going to make amazing faces one day. They've won me over, not by wrestling skill or anything that sort of matters to other people, but by purely just being very offbeat, funny women, which they don't have. WWE's never had funny women characters before. I'll say that. Sasha Banks just threw her fucking table at the window. Sasha Banks? Or she will hear that. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She, will, she will do that when she hears that. They've never had funny women before. They've never had women that are comedy acts, which is groundbreaking in a sense, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, I mean it's a women's women's revolution, evolution. Both of them. It, it just means they're more they're more to these characters than them being just women be crazy and you know just hating one another. Like sometimes women can be silly, or sometimes women could you know, obey the moon or something like that. It's just, yeah, it's all is, women's revolution. Is it obvious who is going to take the titles off of them? I, I think, again, the titles are in like a, a huge holding pattern. I, I'm, I'm guessing this is going to set up a triple threat or something like that where Kyrie and Asuka and whoever. Asuka looks so bored on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm still not. Asuka's like, yo, what am I doing here? <laughs> Why did they have her come out in the, in the robe? But she was wearing the T-shirt. She don't have regular clothes, bro. She they haven't established her with regular clothes yet. Like she's always Oscar. She's here to fight, but she looks so bored. And the whole thing with Paige too. The Paige thing still still to me doesn't completely make sense to me about why she would bring them in, other than I brought in two and women they, before. And they can't be healed because Kyrie is like not a heel, you know? It's just like right. it doesn't make any sense. To me, she, I mean, Asuka just looks like, yo, if I'm not fighting, what am I doing standing here? Like, what do I do with my hands? Like, but I get that you also want Asuka there because Kyrie, again, like, she's out there on her own, you know, and, and it's cool to team her with Asuka because Asuka can kind of show her the ropes of how the main roster works. And of course, there's a language barrier there as well. And I, and I mm-hmm. think that that's a big reason why they've been partnered together because. Um, you know, Kyrie just needs a, a couple of, you know, just to get seasoned a little bit. And I think they can, this could be like a temporary thing. And I'd be okay with that. And Paige is there for the English, I assume. Yes. I, I've always. As if her, as if her English is any great, to be honest with you. Like, but you know. as, I think she can at least cut a better promo that won't get as many what's as Oscar does, even though I don't think Oscar promos are bad, you know? I don't think Oscar promos are bad at all. I but just, she, but Oscar does have she does have trouble connecting on the mic, not through the ring. But that's why I'm like, why don't you have Oscar just wrestle more? You, you know, know what this needs? The this tag team needs they need a maybe a couple set of vignettes, maybe a couple backstage promos, just something to give them context. Because the way this kind of all came together, it seemed like one's Japanese, another's Japanese. They both wrestle similar styles and. 
here's Paige. She's most notable. She has a million Instagram followers. Like, she's going to get them over. And it's just like, none of this seems organic or none of them seems like this was actually an idea that people can get behind full time. Give it, give it five more weeks, five more weeks. Just give him some promos. I still look so bored. I feel so sorry for her. Give her, give her uh, I, I think the, 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 the key, the gag is here. You let uh, Bailey win the title. Then you finally let, uh, Oscar beat her again. Yeah, you finally let Oscar beat her again, <laughs> and then you do Charlotte Oscar again, right? That's the gag, right? I mean, I hope so. I, I hope thought, so. And, but you give her, but you give her a tag title run in between that, just so she can have one. You know. I hope so. I really hope so. I look so bored, poor Oscar. Yes. Oh, sidebar: Ms. and Mrs. Funny Show. Yeah, you can have that. It's a, it's a funny show. It just yeah. is what it is. I will never. I, I I forgot where the remote was after SmackDown. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it came on right after it. I was like, geez. I, I forgot where the remote is. The Knicks cap still on your head right now? No, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but I did watch Ms. and Mrs. It's not a bad show. Not a bad show. Oh, and they also aired the new Worlds Collide thing with the women. I didn't watch that. Yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah, yeah I want to watch that because it has Piper Niven versus Zelina Vega. Okay. Yeah. It has Tony, <laughs> Tony Storm versus Nikki Cross versus Bianca Belair. It has Candice LeRae versus Kay Lee Ray, in case you wanted to get someone confused. Um, <laughs> and it has, of course, Io Shirai versus Sonya Deville. And I heard Io loses that match. It's just Sonya Deville's just been on the main roster longer than he. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that shouldn't make sense at all. Yeah, it doesn't uh, make sense at all. It's a very confusing outcome, but I heard it was a good match, though. I heard I heard, all this. All this looks good. So yes, you have that to look forward to. NXT. You can listen to Carlo call it on NXT this uh, Friday. This Friday, you can listen to uh, Spot Callers coming back up once again, and you can just watch all the content. I'm, there's two or five live stuff. 205 Live is in a so, thing right now. I didn't watch that either. I mean, that, show, that show's not going to be that show's not going to be around very long. Aria Davari is the new number one contender, which is proof that literally everyone gets a turn. <laughs> everyone only, gets when there's only six people. Hell yeah, everybody gets yes, a turn. Everyone will get a turn. So today with Tommy is at IHOP. You know, on his first shift, like, ah, I told y'all. I know, see? And next week, he was like, listen, Humberto, it'll be you one day. And then you will have to carry this brand. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. Humberto, like, man, as long as I'm on TV. A lot of it is just like, as long as I'm on TV. Like, as long cool. as I'm on TV. No one will remember who Humberto Carrillo is from 205 Live. But that's unfortunately. But that is it for this week in wrestling news. And reviews for the A show. Uh, we will be back next week for. Uh, I, I'm guessing that the Money in the Bank card will be filled out, and we'll have a, we'll have a bigger discussion about Money in the Bank. Uh, but until then, as Mill said, you can check out the call up on Friday. Make sure you listen to the call up. That'll be the second episode in the week, uh, and also spot callers with Joy Janela's Spring Break Two with myself and Meals and Cyrus uh, coming in the uh, next few days before May. It will be before May, even if it's on the 30th. But that is coming uh, next week as well. So uh, yeah. That's coming up on the A Show. Uh, make sure you follow us at RNC Radio Live. Subscribe to us at A Show RNC on SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere where podcasts are uh, being played at. And, you know, just for that, that that's it for the show. Uh, until next time.
Peace. My champion is still black. I was wondering if you were going to do the Rus- the Rusev Day thing, and no. you, you didn't. My champion is still black. It's still what are you going to do? When, what are you going to do when your champion is is uh, from Montreal, Montreal, Quebec? Rusev Day. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you got to find a new <laughs> Rusev Day. I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll do uh, iconic. <laughs> and not do one of those. This show's been iconic. Oh yeah, the iconic. Is, I should. I think you should just start doing the iconic. No, I don't think Kofi. No, 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 no. Oh my God, no, no. My, as long as my champion is still black, no. Oh my God, whatever. All right, until next time, people. See y'all.